Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your source for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. I'm Tanner Waldo-Scribner, again filling in for Jim Smalley, who will be back on Monday of next week. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwesterninsurance.com. And brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock, for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Today we're going to talk to Tyler Fulton about the port market and how it's being impacted by the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Ag Minister David Merritt talks about the Agriculture Literacy Month and we hear from the Canadian Cattlemen's Association and how they're feeling about the Canada-United Kingdom Free Trade Agreement. My pardon me. We will have your farm weather and market update in its usual spot. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM News Director Jim Smalley. Tanner Waldo-Scribner, not Jim Smalley, with you. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnston Grain. Helping growers contract any type of grain, call 1-800-324-7778. And brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. The Director of Risk Management with Ham's Marketing Services is advising pork producers to focus on risk management strategies amid the market volatility being created by Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Tyler Fulton says the futures market is experiencing a ton of uncertainty. Yeah, about a week ago, we we saw the futures markets um, rally up to you know some of the highest levels that we've seen in years um, with the summer months. Um, exceeding a dollar, a hundred and twenty dollars per hundredweight in U.S. dollars. So um, that converts over very favorably in Canadian dollars to well over, uh, you know, two hundred and forty dollars, depending on uh, per per ckg um, uh, throughout many of the, the the weeks in the summertime, but. Since then, we've seen the prices kind of come under, well, the futures market has experienced a ton of volatility um, and just uh, uncertainty associated with uh, all things, um, all of the factors that kind of come from the invasion of the Ukraine from Russia. Fulton talks about the impact that that has had on the confidence and on the market. Yeah, confidence is a good way of putting it on a broad on a broad scheme, um, all commodity markets have really uh, started to kind of question the fundamentals that they had been um, kind of trading based off of. Russia, Russia and the Ukraine, while they don't have a direct, um, a, a major influence on meat protein markets around the world, they... Uh, 
they do have a very um, significant impact on feed grain prices um, and feed grain supply. And so, um, you know, it, we'd have to go back to 2010 when, when they were um, a, a significant player in terms of bringing pork or other meat products into that country. Um, but since then, they've really built up their industry and, um, and have become much more self-sufficient in, in meat protein. So that's, that's not really the, the kind of the factor that's making things uncertain. It's more on the, um, on the feed grains and even energy and fertilizer um, markets. Germany, for example, imports a, a fair amount of feed grains from from the Ukraine, from that region, and um, it would obviously have a pretty significant impact on um, on their cost of production, and therefore the size of the of the uh, the herd and the, and the and the supply that that comes out of uh, Western Europe. So that's. That's one of the factors. Of course, there's the other, you know, broader macro factor that is um, everything, uh, you know, inflation and everything kind of uncertain um, that that really only adds to the inflationary kind of trend that we've seen over the course of the last uh, year or so. And what should pork producers be watching for as we move forward? Well, there's so many moving moving parts to this situation. Um, one thing I think to to watch for is, um, you know, and, and not directly related to this situation, but the the possibility of seeing a greater influence from China um, in terms of imports, um, especially if there's you know if we start to see a further slide in North American prices, um, you know that might become a trigger point to you know to start purchasing more higher volumes from um from north america i i think the other you know the other situation is is just broadly what are what are global feed grain prices doing uh and and what strategies can can hog producers take in order to mitigate the effects of that volatility and that and those uh inflationary um, trends that we're seeing even on the feed grain side. Um, and then also how does that factor in to their whole farm risk management plan? Um, I think there's still, you know, we're still dealing with a relatively tight supply, tighter than really anybody had anticipated um, with, for example, year to date uh, hog slaughter in the United States being down 8%. Um, that that really is a, a tight scenario. So it's it's unlikely that we're going to see a significant drop in uh, in prices. Um, but I think one thing that is going to be a, a a pretty steady theme is the is the uncertainty and the volatility that goes with that um, connected to you know the the whole situation in in the Ukraine. And what is going to have to happen to bring some more stability to the hog markets? I, I, I don't even know how uh, what we could see in the in the short term um, that would that would stabilize things. It's uh, you know I, I think that's that's a reason why you know there's tools 
I guess, for hog producers to use to secure some of those prices. So if we get a scenario where, you know, where we've got good margins that can be secured with forward pricing or, or securing your, um, your feed costs, um, then it's, it's something that producers should, should definitely be doing. I I really don't see a a short term end. Um, and it's a bit of a fool's game, I think, to try to predict which, which way things are going to go, um, on, on this current situation. That was Tyler Fulton, who is the Director of Risk Management with HAMS Marketing Services. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Seedmaster. No matter what you grow, Seedmaster has the ultimate seeding solutions for better crops and bigger profits. Seedmaster.ca This month is Agriculture Literacy Month in Saskatchewan. This month we'll be looking to connect students across the province to agriculture through presentations by industry volunteers. Agriculture David Merritt talks more about the month. This is Agriculture Literacy Month. It's right across Canada for the entire month of March. And really what it is, it's an opportunity for students to learn about and find ways to connect and understand the importance of agriculture here in the province of Saskatchewan. As, uh, as everyone knows, agriculture really is uh, the industry of this province, uh, has been for decades and continues to be that way and we continue to see it grow. And what this is really for is, is uh, help promote and uh, to work uh, you know, with the education system, with the schools and Ag in the Classroom, which is a program we promote and help support. But, and I just want to take this opportunity to really thank all the volunteers that work in Ag in the Classroom and also the, uh, all the teachers that really helped promote it. And that's, uh, I really want to take the opportunity to thank them too. And this year's theme is connections in, in agriculture. Do you want to talk a little bit about uh, what that theme means? It's a great theme because really there is so many connections in agriculture. Really what this does is it really allows the students to see how everything is connected uh, in agriculture here in the fall of Saskatchewan. So obviously, the, you know, the students will be encouraged to really meet and reach out to a lot of people from, you know, from farm to table and, and all sides of it. So when you look at the, you know, primary production and the farmer and the rancher and, uh, you know, and how how it's all integrated and how the, how food is processed and where it's processed and, you know, what Durham make, Durham wheat makes and what peas and lentils make and the food that that, that produces and the beef industry and the pork industry and the poultry industry. And how all that uh, fits in into into the ag community, into the farming sector here in the province of Saskatchewan. So really, that's what we're you know we're trying to really promote. And I really encourage you know if there's grandmothers, grandfathers, mothers, fathers, uncles, and aunts, you know if you have a story to tell and you have a classroom that you would like to go and talk to about it, that I encourage that. And that's really what we're trying to do is really promote agriculture, but really bring the awareness to the, you know, to the kids and the students. And also, you know, to tell the story about how the food is processed, but also just how, you know, there's some good career opportunities in the ag sector as well. So so it's all about that and really, you know, promoting agriculture in the province, but telling the story, telling how we grow healthy, sustainable food and in an environmentally uh, friendly and really what the world is looking for. So, I just encourage everybody to really reach out this month and, and tell their story to people that, uh, you know, that they just may even meet on the street or anything. But uh, it's 
it's a great program. It's a, it's a great story to tell about agriculture here in the province of Saskatchewan Tanner. Merritt added that the month is all about highlighting what is happening in agriculture in the province. You can pick any community and you go from the farmer or the rancher and you go to the grain elevator or the livestock auction barn or you go to the farm machinery dealers and you go to the hardware stores and you go to everything else that's all integrated into the ag sector to the food processing side to the research side that's happening at the universities and the technology that's changing the landscape of agriculture and just uh, it's incredible when you look at it and uh, I'm privileged as the, as the minister to be able to see this uh, technology and this, this research being developed that there is great opportunities for everyone in this province to really have a, a serious look at a, at a career in the ag industry because it is a, a dynamic that is growing. It's obviously we've seen it in the past few years with uh, with the growth in the ag sector here in the province of Saskatchewan. When you look at the investment that uh, you know the private sector is making in the province of Saskatchewan in in the in the processing side of ag products, it just opens opportunities for uh, for the young people here in the province. That was Agriculture Minister David Merritt. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your Real Agriculture update. The Saskatchewan Stock Growers Foundation, along with Real Agriculture, invite you to join us for a webinar on conservation easements on Thursday, March 3rd at 7 p.m. Central. Find out more and register for the webinar at realagriculture.com slash SSGF. Joined right now by Dr. Julia Herman. Dr. Herman, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great to chat with you. So we're going to talk about NCBA's Beef Quality Assurance Program. And, and what's kind of stuck out to me here a little bit is talking about biosecurity on the ranch. And why it stuck out is that it's not something we actually talk about a lot. We hear about it lots in hog operations or poultry, but not at the ranch. So why should this be more of a discussion? Oh, that's a great point. I, uh, we know that our pigs and our poultry operations, I mean, they're a little more, they're set up differently than we are in the cattle industry. They're a little more vertically integrated. They have, you know, more controlled environments, uh, the cattle industry is great because we have all these diverse uh, environments. You know, we have operations from five head all the way up to 10,000 head and anything in between. And so when you think about biosecurity on any of those ranches, it does get, it gets complicated. (laughs) And uh, what we are trying to, what the beef quality assurance program is trying to do is uh, get people or getting our producers thinking about biosecurity uh, and they're already doing it every day, honestly. I mean, it's subconscious. Like, you know, you need to wash the pickup every now and again. You need to clean the trailer out every now and again, get that manure out. Uh, we need to vaccinate our cattle uh, to protect them from uh, all those respiratory diseases. So there are things that are already being done. But what these plans do is it adds uh, it adds a way where they can evaluate the, what, they're, what biosecurity they're doing on a more detailed basis. We have, uh, within the plan, we have... 12 different sections so you can go into animal movements you can go into where you get your feed uh you know if you get semen shipped in there's a lot of different things that people may not think about on a daily basis and that's what this plan is trying to do is uh 
encourage them to look deeper into what they're doing on their operation. Yeah, it's interesting. With a lot of these kinds of programs, a lot of times it's like, we're not asking you to change. You're actually doing a lot of this stuff already. It's a case maybe of more logging it, recording it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it's a, I mean, I, I, we had a risk management talk here at convention and that's exactly what biosecurity is. You're doing little bits of, uh, little tasks every day. And in the end, if something happens, like if you get a respiratory disease outbreak or if, you know, a, a foreign animal disease like foot and mouth disease comes in, you're already doing the basic things. Uh, we're just having you write it down to verify what you're doing and then, uh, looking at it as a continuous improvement. So every, you know, biosecurity changes every day. And so if you have a plan right now, come back in six months, reevaluate, maybe you brought in new animals, maybe you hired new people, you know, there, something is always changing. And so you can adapt that plan uh, after you get the, after the first step, which is writing it down. Do you, do, does BQA have a, a kind of a step-by-step -step handbook, a binder that makes this really easy for people to kind of follow along and implement the, a, a better biosecurity plan on the ranch? Yeah, that, that was one of our big projects last year uh, with this big biosecurity push is our daily biosecurity plan for disease prevention. And we do have it printed out. Uh, I've ha I mean, you can get a, uh, you can also go down to bqa.org and download it off of the website. It's a fillable PDF, so you can fill it out online and print it out, or you can print it out and handwrite it in. Uh, but that's, we're trying to make it as accessible as possible to everyone and uh, easy to fill out. Uh, it's something that we recommend uh, filling out with your herd veterinarian. Veterinarians look at herd health, uh, you know, from a number of different aspects, and biosecurity fits really well into a herd health plan. What's driving the momentum behind this? Is it something that consumers are looking for, or is it more of a case we're trying to minimize uh, something like a disease outbreak and things like that on the ranch? Uh, it's, you know... I'm not sure uh, biosecurity is something specific that consumers look at, but I know that we all know that consumers are a cons uh, one of their biggest concerns is animal welfare and biosecurity fits into protecting our animals from diseases. You're improving their, you're, you're improving their welfare, improving their health. And, and in the end, they're going to produce better for you and provide a safe food, uh, you know, a safe uh, wholesome product. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather forecast is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan, call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866 and by Moose Jaw Truck Shop. The number one choice for any diesel engine repair, drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today it's cloudy with snow beginning this afternoon about 2 centimeters. Except to fall with the wind gusting to 50 kilometers an hour. A high of minus 9 and wind chill of minus 18 this afternoon. Tonight 10 to 15 centimeters of snow is set to fall with the wind still gusting to 50. A low of minus 11 and wind chill near minus 19. Tomorrow there will be periods of light snow. A high of minus 9, wind chill of minus 19 in the morning and minus 14 in the afternoon. With a low of minus 13 tomorrow night. 
On Saturday, a mix of sun and clouds with a high of 9 and a low of minus 20. Sunday, more mix of sun and clouds, a high of minus 7 and a low of minus 11. And on Monday, it warms up to a high of minus 3 and it's sunny with a low of minus 11. The normal high for today is minus 3. The normal low is minus 15. Sunrise was at 738 and sunset is scheduled for 642. Currently at this hour, around the province in Estevan, it's minus 15. Yorkton sits at minus 21. Swift Current at minus 8. Moose Jaw at minus 12. Weyburn at minus 13. And in Regina, it's minus 13. We'll be back in a moment. Get out to an early start on weed control in next year's canola and lentil crop using Group 3 Edge Microactive from Gowan Canada this fall. Edge Microactive maximize yields today and manage resistance for tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. Tanner Waldo Scribner here filling in for Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers, McDougalAuctions.com. And brought to you by Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizers just better when it's wetter. Pattison Liquid Systems, expect the best. Progress is being made on a future trade agreement between Canada and the United Kingdom. With that progress being made in the free trade agreement, it's sparking interest in the Canadian Cattlemen's Association. Fawn Jackson is the Director of Policy and International Affairs with the Cattlemen's Association and says that they're interested, but not without some changes first. February, Minister Ng did table the objectives for negotiations for uh, the Canada-UK Future Free Trade Agreement. Um, Since they have left the EU, there has been a transition agreement in place. uh, And throughout those negotiations or those discussions, uh, you know, we have said that we are interested in continuing trade uh, with the UK, but that we would really focus on uh, making this agreement uh, more progressive and more in line with CPTPP uh, trade uh, fundamentals. So uh, while we are um, interested in the market, we're also interested in making improvements over CETA. Jackson talks about why they're interested in the UK market. It's a very high value market for Canadian beef. And for us, that's what we focus on is getting different cuts of beef into different markets. So the whole carcass Uh, is able to bring back the most amount of returns to uh, Canadian producers. And so we do see it as uh, a valuable market. In uh, 2020, um, our exports stood at uh, around 20 million. Uh, Last year, uh, they were around 17 million. And then this year, they actually declined to 7.6 million. Um, But over, you know, the timeframe upon which uh, CETA and then the, the transition trade agreement has been in place, we have seen growth in that market. On the flip side, uh, we've also seen growth of imports of UK beef uh, into into Canada. And so we're really focused on uh, rebalancing that trade so that um, you know, we see trade flowing in, in both directions. Currently, we have around uh, a negative um, $8 million uh, deficit in, in trade of beef with the UK. And so, um, you know, we're interested in in selling more high-quality beef uh, into their market. What they sell into the Canadian market actually tends to be, um, you know, uh, lower-cost cuts. And so we really are a good trading partner uh, in that they can sell perhaps ground beef into the Canadian market and we can sell steaks into their 
um, into their high restaurant market. So, uh, you know, it, it can be a prosperous trade agreement for, for producers in both countries if we get the fundamentals of trade right. She explained some of the improvements they're looking to make in the new trade agreement. Certainly, um, you know, an example that I would give is right now that if we're um, exporting there, we need each individual one of our processors to be certified to to sell into that market. And so we would look at um, attaining a broader system-wide approach where we recognize their food safety system, they recognize ours, so that it can help reduce some of the red tape um, associated with, with doing trade. So those would be some of the examples that I that we would look to see in a future trade agreement. She says whether the trade agreement would be positive for cattle producers, well, that all depends on what actually is in the agreement. Certainly, if we get the uh, progressive nature of CPTPP built into what the future Canada-UK uh, trade agreement looks like, we would see it as being positive. Uh, however, if we saw it look perhaps more like CETA, uh, we would see that as being uh, very frustrating and, and would have to take a closer look as to uh, whether we would support um, something like that moving forward. Fawn Jackson is the Director of Policy and International Affairs with the Canadian Cattlemen's Association. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Dagelman Industries. Look to Dagelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And by Ancola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service, AncolaBuildingSupplies.com. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Tanner Waldo Scribner with your market update brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. With new inventory arriving daily, they'll find a vehicle that fits your agriculture lifestyle. Proudly serving southern Saskatchewan for over 60 years, see Nelson GM today. Looking at the markets, canola was down by 10 to 965 in one red. Spring wheat was down 18 to 467. Everything else stayed the same. Durham at 551, flax at 976, lentils at 859, oats at 501, yellow peas 634, and feed wheat at 261. It's the Livestock Reports on The Source, 620 CKRM. The Livestock Coats are brought to you by Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn at 842-4574. Now here are the latest Livestock Quotes. Hello, Cattleman Junior for Heartland Livestock Yorkton with your market report for the week of March 2nd. We had a nice run on offer here this week with 2432 in the sort, 393 cows and bulls for a total of 2825 for the week. With everything happening in the world today, we saw our market under a little pressure. Cattle over 700 pounds saw the most pressure by 4 to 5, lower in most classes. Here are a few, few highlights of this week's sale. Buckskin steers, 582 pounds at 239 and a quarter. 641 weights, 227 and a quarter. And their 718 pound brothers, 203 and a quarter. On the block steers, 564 pounds at 237 and a quarter. 640 weights at 220 and the 708 weights at 208.75. On the red X steers, 576 pounds at 236. 647 weights at 219, and your red X steers at 718 pounds at $1.9975. On the heifer trade, we saw them under some pressure also. They are still 20 to 25 cents back from the steers. On the cow and bull trade, it was steady to last week. We saw 305 cows average 87.50 with a high of 96. 
D1, D2 cows, 86 to 93 with a high of 96. D3 cows, 76 to 84. Light Shelly cows, 47 to 65. And the heiferettes, 92 to $1.10. On the bull trade, we saw 33 big bulls average $1.16 with a high of $1.26 and a quarter on a hard, high-yielding Charlay bull. Producers, we're still having pre-sorts every week for the foreseeable future. Please call in to book your cattle. We will be conducting two-day sorts, so please deliver Monday or Tuesday by 4 p.m. Once again, this has been Junior for HLS Yorkton. Thank you, and have a great day. Coming up next is the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Tanner Waldo Scribner filling in for Jim Smalley. The Resource Report is brought to you by Second Look Auction Online Auction. Visit secondlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. Russian and Belarus will be subjected to a 35% tariff on their exports to Canada. That measure became a possible possibility after Deputy Prime Minister and Finance Minister Christina Freeland announced Canada's revoking Russia and Belarus's most favorable nation status as trading partners. Canada is the first country to take this step, and Freeland wouldn't go as far as to say it's an economic war against Russia, but said there's a lot more to come. I do want the Russian leadership to understand, Russian oligarchs to understand, we're going to keep on going. There is a tremendous willingness among the world's democracies to just continue ratcheting up the pressure. When asked if the economic sanctions are having an impact, she said that it's absolutely having an impact on the Russian economy. Freeland said the ruble is down 30%, interest rates are up 20%, Finch and Moody's downgrading Russian debt to junk, stock exchange closed for the fourth day in a row, and this is a, and this is a significant and direct impact which is already being felt by every single person in Russia. On the market, the TSX is up 34 points to 21,289. The Dow Jones is down 26 points to 33,864. Oil is up 55 cents to $111.19 per barrel. The Canadian dollar has risen to 17 one-hundredths of a cent at 79 cents U.S. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the on-demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Tanner Wallace-Scribner. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.